We're in our, our third week in our series on the good life according to God. We've had a little bit of a look at what it means to live the good life, but how that actually is changed from our worldly perspective to a perspective of, from God when we start thinking about what does it mean to live a good life according to God. Last week, we had a look at a deep subject about our morals and ethics and how, how our life, our connection, our relationship with God allows us to live this good life, but it needs to inform our choices that we have, the decisions that we make, the way we interact with the world, our morals and our ethics. Today I want to be talking about um, a topic about how do we live the good life according to God in the here and now. See, when we look at our lives, we will at times actually see that our, our lives just don't always measure up. Um, not always what we're expecting or hoping. How, how many people have gone through life and got everything that they wanted? No? No? Nowhere near it. Or even expected or things, you know, we, we thought we had plans and then something's come along and changed. You know, we plan and life happens and they don't always match up, do they? See, some of you may have lost loved ones that you wish were still with you right now. Some of you might look back at times when family was at home, but everything seems empty. Some of you might be struggling with health, and you look back on times when, you know, life was better. Pain wasn't around, or difficulty with health wasn't there. When life gets tough and things are not looking as great, then what we do is we have a tendency to, to look back at, at times in the past and going, only if we could go back then, then things would be better. Or when times are tough, we look and we go, I can't wait for this time in the future. You know, we, we do this as individuals, don't we? You know, when, when times are tough, we, we look for the good times that we've already had or we look for the future possibilities we're going to get. But we also do it as churches, we do it as institutions, all those kind of things. I, I can't count the number of times I have heard throughout the church, not necessarily just this church, and I've, I've heard it in this church, but I've also heard it uh, talking to ministry colleagues, talking to other churches around the place, um, looking back at the glory old days, the good old days, the glory days, you know, um, looking back in fondness uh, at Sunday school anniversary services, which were wonderful because the church was full and we used to have to have, you know, extra people and extra seats and they had the kids in and helpers and and you, it was the the day that you would you would buy new clothes even more so than christmas because that was the special occasion and we look back and we go i wish our church was like that because that was when god was great that our church was full we had kids everywhere 
See, the issue is when we start looking back and we don't live in the here and the now and we always continue looking back that we miss what God is doing in this moment. See, God wants you to live the good life and the good life according to him, but, but he wants you to live it in the here and now. He doesn't want you to live it in the past. He doesn't want you to live it in the, the future. He wants you to live it here right now. Think on that for a moment. God is actually wanting you to live the good life according to his purpose here right now. Uh, let me give you an example. Now, a number of you might actually know that um, I'm going to be uh, riding shortly in the Bike for Bibles in, in October. Um, now, and some of you know I've ridden the Bike for Bibles a couple of times. Um, this ride is just a little over 900 kilometres, so a nice little short ride. Um, over about eight days, uh, raising funds. It's raising funds for uh, literacy, pr literacy programs for preschoolers in South Africa. So it's a fantastic way of, of helping uh, the poor in, in other countries um, gain some education and literacy um, in there. And also, it also helps the message of the good news of Jesus Christ get out through all of the world as well. Now, because I've done a couple of Bike for Bibles rides, you know, I, I could actually look back and say that, um, well, I've ridden these rides, I know what they're all about, um, I've done it, I've completed it, you know, I'd have to say, you know, okay in all doing that. I could look back and say, well, I've done that, I don't need to do anything now because I've done it all. How far do you think that's going to get me? Not far, you know. If, if, I, if I'm living in the glory days of having done two already, then why do I need to do something now? Because you're living in the past. You don't want to live in the past, but, you know, the past does actually help you in the present. So, you know, the training that I've done helps me. And if I keep on training, then I can keep on getting better and I'm able to do what I need to do. Or I could have the opposite way of doing things, going... Well, I have done it in the past. I know it's okay. I'll do some training, you know, tomorrow maybe or the next day. You know, you know the old saying that tomorrow never comes? Well, that's the problem sometimes, isn't it, when you start thinking, well, I'll do it in the future and you don't actually do it in the here and now. You know, if I don't do any training whatsoever, what's going to happen? I'm not going to achieve. I'm not going to get very far. You know, we actually need to be in the presence, in the here and now. We, you know, in order for me to do this bike for Bible's right, I need to, each and every day, do some training for that. That's living in the present. That's not relying just on the past or just looking to the future, but actually in the present. And so that's what I want us to start to grapple with, start to think about. You know, um, We need to be living the good life according to God in the present. Not looking back and saying, well, I did that. You know, I did have a close relationship with God in the past. Um, I was following his plan. <laughs> and, and our dog has just dug its way out of the backyard, so... <laughs> there we go so now that she's got out and done that let's just get back to where we were 
<laughs> she did want to be here and now, didn't she? So, so you could you could go. You know, I, I've, I've been living. You know, I've, I've given my life to God. That was in the past. You know, I had a great relationship with God. That was in the past. I was following His plan for my life. That was in the past. Not so much now. That's actually not living the good life according to God in the here and now, is it? Because we're looking at the past. You know, or you could be saying, well. There's always time. I can always give my life to God, you know, but I want to live my life just the way I want to do it right now. I don't want to give it to just God's purpose just yet. There's time, you know. On my deathbed, I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness. That's not living your life, the good life according to God, in the here and now. It's what happens in this moment. It's what happens in the here and now that leads to the good life according to God. See, looking back doesn't actually lead to the good life, according to God, does it? Looking back at, 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 at times is actually dangerous. It's beneficial, but it can actually be dangerous. It's easy to look back and wish that things were like they used to be. Especially if we're you know, in a place where there is huge change or huge difficulty and life has taken twists we actually never expected. And when you look back at the time, we tend to make comparisons, don't we? We tend to make a comparison between what's happening now and what has happened in the past. And see, what happens is when we start actually thinking, well, the good life was back then, we start actually always thinking that the glass is half full. So I want to jump into the Bible um, and just... uh, help us to understand what this living the good life in the here and now is actually all about and how dangerous it can be to be looking backwards all the time and thinking that's when God was. So we're going to jump in first into Philippians uh, chapter 3 verses uh, 12 through to 14 and I'll put it up on the screens for you. Um, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already achieved perfection but... I press on towards that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. Press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. What... What is being said here? What do we need to do? We, we need to focus not on the past, forget the past, and look forward to what lies ahead. Live in the present, develop what's happened so that what is going to happen in the future will come about. But forget living in the past. Now, it, it, this is not the only place. Jesus talked about the cost of discipleship in, in Luke's Gospel. In chapter 9, verses uh, 57 to 62, he's talking about that cost that you have to have and what that means. But let me just uh, raise this one little verse, uh, verse 62 for you, just so you can see what Jesus is saying about this cost of discipleship and where we need to live our life. And and Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plough and then looks backwards, so in other words, you've got a task to do, but you're looking in the rear vision mirror, you're always looking backwards, is not fit for the kingdom of God. 
You've got to be looking ahead. You've got to be at the task here and now, what is happening so that you can achieve what God wants for you in the future, not looking behind. It's not only a New Testament concept, it's actually in the Old Testament as well. So, so if we go into Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, don't always keep on going back to what has already happened and think that is where God has been and God has only been and is not in the here and now. God is doing a new thing here and now in our midst. In our church, God is doing an amazing new thing. So I want to share with you a short reading actually from the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, a book from the Old Testament which, which has been attributed um, uh, to be written by King Solomon. Um, and it, se- it seems rather uh, apparent that by the, the multitude of his confessions that King Solomon, the son, son of King David, wrote Ecclesiastes after actually having many years of, of not really being in the faith. He was he, early in his life... Uh, during the building and the dedication of the temple, we can see he had a real um, deep, close relationship with God. You know, and, and if you actually read from this perspective the prayers that you find in 2 Chronicles 6, chapter 6 and chapter 7, you'll see how close King Solomon is at that dedication point. And this is probably the time when he actually wrote the Song of Songs. Um, But after some time, however, he departed from being so close to God. He'd let it slide. And this is when scholars tend to think that he wrote this, wrote Ecclesiastes. See, he's looking back on his life full of wonderful things. But he's realising that the deeds, the pleasures, the accomplishments, all that he's done don't actually mean anything without a close relationship with our Lord and our Creator, with our God. And and, an outward form of religion, religion actually never provides a substitute to a close relationship with our God. So that outward form of religious practice doesn't measure up to having that close relationship with God. The world stood up and recognised Solomon's great achievements, but he unashamedly actually admits that, that having it all is not anywhere near as meaningful as having a relationship with God. So he writes in Ecclesiastes 7, chapter 7, um, and verse, verse, 10 spe- verse 10 specifically, And we should actually take heed with this deep message. And he says this, Do not long for the good old days. This is not wise. So we can see, you know, all throughout the Bible, you know, in the letters that um, Paul wrote to the early church, in what Jesus was saying, in, in the Old Testament that the notion of looking back is not what God wants us to do. 
But we do need to look back in order to understand what's happening in the present. But we do not need to look back and realise that and say, that's the good life. We're no longer in it. We don't look back and say, that's the only time God was present, is God is here and now. We can't look back and just go, we did it back then and then rest now because God is doing a new thing. Streams in the deserts are happening. We can't just look back and think that we can get those days back. Because time has passed, life has changed and, and the world is no longer the same as it used to be. You know, we, we are no longer in the same place. You know, when we look back, you know, and, and this is the thing, when I talk to churches and we, we, we talk about where, where we can be here and now what's happening and, and what might be the possible things to do in the future, often people will look back in those glory days and not realise that the world has changed and we need to adapt and change to that. See, the thing is, we all can have that complete, deep, fulfilling life purpose of having that close personal relationship with God. And then we know that's the very foundation of the good life. Don't just leave it back then, but have it here and now. Don't just say it's going to be in the future, but have it here and now. We want to look back on what our life has been like, how God has walked with us all the way. We want to realise God is present right now and will be in the future. We need to realise that God has been at work. We can under, look back and understand the great love that God has, God has for us, each and every one of us in the whole world, found in Jesus Christ. We can look back and see how we can trust God. But we need to live our life now, in the here and now. But not only is there dangers when we look back without realising that we've got to live in the moment, but there's also dangers of, of, of always just looking to the future only and what the new thing on the horizon is always going to be or, or I just wish I could be in heaven. You never, have you ever heard the saying, you know, that they're, they're so heavenly focused, they're no earthly use? Exactly. We want to, we want to actually be useful in the world right now. So I, I want to circle back to that reading from Luke's Gospel, Luke uh, chapter 9, uh, verses 57 to 62. And I want us to just do a little bit of focus on that as well. So let me put up uh, that on the screen. So that we can actually see not only does it talk about not looking backwards, but it also says that we need to be careful about how we look towards the future as well and what we do towards that future because we need to make decisions about discipleship, about following Jesus Christ here and now. And So, this is Jesus. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He's talking about that, that cost of discipleship, of actually following the plan that God has for our lives. He said to another person, Come, follow me. And the man agreed, but said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Now, I, I find this a, you know, an amazing little piece of passage here. We often think, well, actually, 
you know, the guy's father's just died and he's, you know, uh, he's needs to go and bury it. But the reality, more, more likely than not, is his father's not dead yet. But he's saying, I'm going to follow you, but I've got to bury my dad first. But he's not dead yet. He might not even be sick, he just might be old. So this is a future thing going, I, I, I'll follow you in the future. And Jesus goes, Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. So it's about the here and now. Go and do this now. Don't look back over there. Don't keep going over to that, what is, might happen in the future, but here and now. Another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plough and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So in other words, go back to the family. So he's saying, don't look back here and now. So it's not only just about the future, but don't look back, don't look forward too much, but be in this moment, be in this present time. It is really important for us. So the good life according to God is about having this close personal relationship with God today, each and every day. Not something that you're going to go and do, but something that you're doing right now. The good life according to God is about fulfilling the purpose that God has actually has for your life, to live out his purpose in my utmost for his highest, is a here and now moment thing. We do not look in the past and we don't just look forward to the time when, when we're going to be close with God. We have to be in the here and now. I want to share with you one last reading, and this is from uh, 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 3, uh, and it's uh, from verses 10 through to 17. Uh, and here Paul is charging Timothy um, and charging him to live for God, um, to remember his salvation through Christ, to remember the messages that have happened. So looking back with the right purpose, not just going that's where it all happened, but for the purpose of living the right life here and now. But realising that even in the midst of all of this persecution you're going to have, that God is still there for you. The good life is about your relationship. It's not about what you store up. It's about your relationship. So let me put this up on the screen for us so we, so we know what this is. Uh, but you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You, you know my faith, my patience, my love and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch. Iconium and Lysteria, Lysteria um, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So here's the thing. As we've been talking about living the good life according to God, we need to realise that that doesn't mean you're not going to have heartaches 
That doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems. That doesn't mean you're not going to have persecutions. Even, he's, he's saying even here, if you're going to live your life according to Christ Jesus, you are going to what? Suffer persecution. People are going to be actively against you because of the message that you want to bring. So living the good life, that close relationship with God and fulfilling the purpose that God has for your life needs to be in the here and now, even in the midst of those hard moments, even in the midst of the heartache. And in that moment of persecution, here's the thing, here's the crux. It's too easy for us in these moments of persecution to think, look back. It was better back then. That's when the good light, God's not with me now. Or to, in the midst of the persecution, going, I just wish I was in heaven. I just wish I was back there. Somewhere in the future, anywhere but here. God wants you, in the midst of all these things, to live in the here and now, to live out your faith in the midst of what might be good, what might be difficult. What might be joyous, what might be sad, what might be full of heartache and difficulty, but God wants you to live in this moment, to make the decisions that we need about faith right now. It, you know, faith is not something that you can put on the back burner. Faith is not something that you can just say, this is what happened. Faith is about making the decisions each and every moment for God. That's what it means. It's about actually having these moments for God all the time. See, the key the, to the good life according to God is actually knowing that there will be times of temptation to think that God is not with you right now, that my life that I'm living may not be what God wants for me. Or maybe not what I wanted for myself. It may actually be that you're unhappy. But the key is that God uses you in these moments to bring about great change in yourself and those around you. God wants you to make decisions for him now. You know, we're going to be challenged each and every day with little decisions. None of these things about losing faith happen because of one big major decision. Most people lose their faith because of little decisions they make time and time again to the point where they go, I just want to give up. See, living the good life according to God is about making those little decisions all the time in the moment and saying, yes, I want to have that close relationship. Yes, I want to follow the plan that God has for my life. Yes, I want to search and find out what that plan is. See, we, to live the good life according to God, we, actually, we really actually have to live in the here and now. We can't live in the past. We can't live in the future. We have to make the decisions to live right now. So let's just pray. Lord God, we know that it is hard sometimes in our lives to actually see that you are with us. Help us to know that you are with us all the time.
Help us to, to realise that the decisions that we need to make are the ones we make today. Those decisions impact our future. Those decisions are informed by our past. But Lord, we ask that you are with us, that you are guiding us in all of those decisions. Oh Lord, we ask that you guide us, that you draw us to have our faith that is real and impactful, that is here and now, a faith that is present, that is engaging, that is changing us, that is allowing us to live a life with purpose, a life with meaning and a life with a close relationship with you. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.